started as a rant, uh, my thoughts like a Bill Burr, and I started just interviewing other people, and it's been like a year of me doing all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. No problem. I don't have a little charger, though. I don't have a charger box. That's cool. Uh, Try the, the computer in the office over there. Please. Let me set the stage for listeners right now because I, I got this thing going. We're up in the green room at Zany's, an old town in Chicago, chilling here with Alex Edelman. 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 Sorry, man. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's nice being in town here. I fucking love it. Yeah, you. I haven't. Well, uh, let's let's start this. I haven't seen you in like five years, and uh, the last time I saw you was in Paris at New York Sebastian Comedy Marx. Night. Yeah, the Sebastian Malx show. He's a. I love doing comedy in places that don't speak English as a first language because everyone is crazy, and you get a few local nut jobs who speak English, and you get a few really good comics, and you get like the pioneers of their scene, whatever that is. See, that's what I liked liked about that scene was that there was just people who just you could do whatever you wanted almost. Were you living there, bro? Yeah, yeah, I was living there at the time in twenty. That was twenty thirteen, and was uh had moved out there to try to do stand up because I just had heard it was great. It was a lot of fun. I mean. I really enjoy doing shows in Paris in particular because I love Paris. It's just a beautiful fucking city. It's so obvious. Like, Grand Rapids, Michigan is a nice club, but... The, Z- the Grins? Yeah, Dr. Grins. I don't know who gave that dude his doctorate. Wait, hold on a second. So why did you jump to Dr. Gr- for Grand Rapids from Paris? Just I'm not of- saying that's the polar opposite, but that's the polar opposite, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I lo- the, my family's right? like There's from no that area too, which is Grand really Rapids, funny. Nice, yeah, yeah. That's right? why it was funny that you just mentioned it. It's uh, a, it's fine. It's a fine town. There's, you know, but yeah, I mean, like that. It has the, it has the one club. What? Here's what I wanted to talk about, though. If you, if you're down to talk about it, is you, um, so right before, so I ended up doing Edinburgh last year, and we talked about this when sure. I was here the other day. But like, uh, I ended up doing Edinburgh because of. Basically, after we had a conversation, you probably don't even remember this, but like you and I had a conversation at that comedy night, at uh, New York Comedy Night, where we hung out for a little while, and you were talking about Edinburgh. I just and remember then, a girl there accusing me of stealing a very specific joke, and it made me really upset. Oh, uh, was it? Uh, who did that? Who accused you? She was some American comic, American lady. It wasn't San Van Roy. It was like, was she, was it wasn't she, Sarah Donnelly? Was it blonde? Think so. May, might have been blonde, but I think she was rudest. There was someone who was doing stand-up not for one of the first times or something like that. Oh, wait. That was – yeah, that's not Sarah Donnelly, but I remember that. There was a woman who was doing – she was blonde, though. Yeah, I think so, but I don't think it was Sarah Donnelly. No, it wasn't Sarah. And she – but and that – Sarah accused me of stealing a joke, which I totally did from her and didn't mean to. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I apologize for it a billion times, including immediately after I did it, uh, which I just didn't notice. I was just you ever talking. Stolen a joke on accident? I don't think I've ever stolen one. I think everybody has had something similar to somebody. Yeah, it was, it was Toby McMullen, who's a fucking great yeah. comedian. To- why don't you, Toby, jump in here and introduce yourself, man? This is we're just hanging out. What up, gang? Um, yeah. I, I did have I did have a joke about fucking a racist chick, and another comic had a joke about fucking a racist. Uh, vegan, and he felt that mine was too similar to his, and I mean, shout out to that guy for thinking he had the monopoly on racist <laughs> pussy. But oh my racist god, pussy jokes. racist puss. Yeah, this is where but I want. Let- nope. There's a lot of stuff I've cut out since Trump's got elected. For Especially real. Especially my Donald Trump will never be president material. 
There's a been... there's a real piece of shit in New York who has who got an ironic Trump uh, 2018 tattoo and 2016. 2016, my bad. Yeah, Trump 2016 tattoo. Uh, like very early on in the race is like this bit, and now that's on him forever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> he should get it lasered away or yeah, cover well. it up. How many? It sucks if that's, that's your his big only claim tattoo. to fame. That's his big claim to fame, though. If that's your only tattoo, then that sucks. If you have like a million, because I know someone who, my friend Tom Walker is a really funny comedian in in uh, Melbourne, and he got a tattoo that said Barry Award winner, two thousand and sixteen, as a joke, and then he got nominated and didn't win, so he had it crossed out and wrote Barry Award nominee twenty sixteen. <laughs> Barry Award being the the Mel best show award in Melbourne. Yeah. He for he was up for newcomer. I lost it this year and thought about getting it and thought about getting it as a like temporary tattoo as a joke for Tom, but I was also yeah, like you don't have any tats because of the Orthodox shit, right? I just also no, I don't have tats for a really weird personal reason. I don't have tats because I have a port wine stain, which is a huge birthmark that goes all the way up my arm and across my back and down my leg. So you know what a port wine stain is? You no. ever heard of this what shit? What is this? Yeah, it's like when fucking really boozy chicks fuck up a dessert. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's a debilitating birthmark. <laughs> is, it defined my childhood in a negative way. But great joke there, Toby. Hope it was worth it. It fucking was. I, I liked it. I appreciated it. It's pretty good. So that the way to remove that or arrest its development is uh I get a laser on it. I get laser treatments. That's the exact same treatment as removing a tattoo. For real. So I hate those treatments so much that to me getting a tattoo would just be like a real fuck you to be like, ah, now I've got another thing that needs to be lasered away. Yeah, like my girlfriend's pussy hair. <laughs> All right. What, what, what is this joke? What, laser hair removal, baby. Yeah, yeah. Have you not welcome heard about the, this? Welcome to the future, dog. Oh, no. I, I mean, I've heard of it, but just like. How does that have any relevance? That's not the same. Is that the same stuff they use to get rid of tattoos? Uh, it's no, got. I mean, they both use. La they both use lasers. <laughs> they both use lasers. So I'm does. Sorry. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not on my game. We're fucking lady in the tramp in this mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're sharing. Yeah, all, we are. We're you can come over on this side, and we'll share the handheld. No, I'm cool. If you want, look. I what was this conversation in Paris about the Edinburgh Fringe Festival? No, I just I, wanted to you know, look. Here's the thing. You inspired me to do that last year. It was one of the coolest things I did. But you just crushed it twice and. I've done the festival time, three times, but yes, I have crushed it twice. When I say crushed it twice, I mean the first time you did it, you won the fucking new newcomer. I won the yeah, I won the fucking <laughs> Edinburgh Comedy Award, and this last ever. Heard yeah, of and it. then you were like, and then last month I got nominated. Yeah, and for, win, yeah, yeah, but you got you like you got like an, a ridiculous number of good reviews. I did. I got. I got. A lot of good reviews, and I got a different award. So I'm sorry if I missed the third comedy. one in there, but I, but I don't know that. I, I wasn't aware that you were accoladed for, the, um, for that one. I wasn't. I was nominated for Best New Show for that at the Leicester Comedy Festival <laughs> against 16 other shows. So it wasn't but who's counting? Are you, doing that, are you doing the Fringe Hour here? I'm not, not right now. Not this week, no. I'm, I'm doing... Well, then I'm talking late. I'm doing... Yeah, it's not <laughs> reviewed well. I'm doing... Comedy club shit because here's the thing: if you do the same hour, for those listening who may not know, at the fringe you do the same hour every night for a fucking month. Yeah, and so it becomes a bit of a prison. Yeah, the jokes never change. You find a new tag, maybe you do it. I do it differently every night a little bit, but I really focus on the details, and it's a different kind of discipline than stand up. 
Yeah, almost. this it's this, like a theatrical thing. Yeah. It's like a fucking play. Their sense of humor is different, and they expect something different at the fringe. I think I don't change anything humor wise for them because I a, worry about bringing them back. It was a theme hour, though, right? I mean, it was it was, was an lines? yeah. It had a twenty minute bit that was cut up into five pieces. So, so that's what me. was the what was the through line this 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 time around? I went to a meeting of neo Nazis in February in New York just because I was drunk and curious, and I was like. And after an hour, someone was like, you're like so clearly a Jew. <laughs> it took him an hour? It took him an hour to get that. Well, he knew two minutes after I walked in, but it took him an hour to get up his courage. He was too politically correct to the triggered snowflake. The neo-Nazi oh. was a little too politically correct. An, an hour no, the is when they served the BLTs, and Alex was like, no, thank you. So I had to yeah, break. yeah, they were like, they're like, just, uh, just eat it. Just eat it, bitch. But it was fun. It was so fun. Um, the, not the meeting, the show. The Fringe was great. <laughs> but I was sick for... I'm still like just getting over, you know, the, the a Edinburgh month. flu. It's so hard it's to do worse. for a month every day. You do at least a month every day. Here, hand me the remote. I'm going to mute this. Yeah, just... I don't know. I thought it was muted. Um, it's brutal. People, it, you, it, you get tired. You really get... You feel it in the sides of your face. You know that exhaustion where you're like... God, parts of my body that are never exhausted. Get exhausted. Exhausted. Yeah. I was. I, w- I've, I mean, I, I did did it last year, flyered, all this shit, man. It was insane. Flyering is a hell that I can never live through. Yeah, I'm never going to do it again. Yes. But you get you do it with a production company, and they have a street team for all of their acts. So everybody, um, everybody, uh, everyone has their own thing. You know, everyone has their own street team. Everyone has their own, uh, like... Yeah, just has a whole dedicated... So, you, all right, so you're in town. You flew in, and you're flying back to London tomorrow. Yeah, I've got to do a roast battle for Comedy Central UK. I've got to do some other, like, yeah, weird shit here and there. Where are you going, Toby? I don't know. It feels like they don't want <laughs> Why? Are there people out there? No, there's just, like, signs. It's very locked up. It usually is. You can head back. That just goes straight down. I know. Yeah. I Toby wants to smoke. No, look, I appreciate it. There's a lot of atmosphere, man. Yeah. Sorry about this. Go ahead. Let's let's uh, I don't want to be like, let's ask more questions. But like, no, no, no. I want it. So just what I wanted to do was just kind of I mean, this is all great. Like uh, you're in between shows. I think it's like it's it's cool to see this. We're not only in between shows. You're like only in town for like three or four days. And then you're like flying back out, man. I love it. It's a great job. Yeah, it's exhausting, but it's uh, such a good job. You're like full on, man. I'm full on. I don't want to be like I'm fully turned. <laughs> but I'm working. I'm working hard, dude. I mean, like you were great indoors writing, and yeah. I mean, like what? It's how many projects do you have? How many irons in the fire do you have right now? I have a few. I mean, everybody does, though. You know, it's like it's an intense. Are you looking for Red Bull? Oh man, I think I might. I th- yeah, I can see it in his eyes. Oh, can you just toss? Sorry about that. I need, or I think I need a Red Bull for the first time this weekend. What's a cock and bull? Um, it has eight Oh god, that seems. No, no, that's okay. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm. I'm this tired though. I'm just like I'm just doing stand up. I've got a few. Projects. I'm going to Israel to make a television show in, in December, and um, 
Yeah, I'm. I don't want to be like I'm busy, but I mean I am. Yeah, you fucking. Like, I watch I, on Facebook. I see it, man. He's got a ton of stuff going on. It is really, really tough. It's tough. It's fun, but it's so hard. It's a lot of work. So, I'm not complaining. I have a wonderful, wonderful stretch, but I, I'm, I'm close to the end of it. It's nice. Chicago's nice because the features are funny, and the, and so like at least you're not. Okay, okay. Alex going. says is Max Walters walking by. <laughs> Just one of the features. It's not him. <laughs> Have you been enjoying the carnival food? What's the carnival food? Everything. Oh yeah, come on, man. yeah, seriously, dude. I cannot get a healthy meal here. It's like, and I'm not a healthy dude, but I, I don't think like, it's possible to get a healthy meal in Chicago, dude. It's crazy. What have you eaten? You went to Wrigley. You watched the Cubs lose earlier today. Yeah, I did. That was a shame. I had a salad the other day in on Green Street. Yeah, fried. No, it was, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine when I ordered the salad. They were just like, mm, okay. A bit weird of you to order a salad, but okay. Yeah. I fucking hate <laughs> you it. Want, you, want, you want bacon and cheese on that salad? But people have been, like, there's cheese on everything. It's bread and cheese here. Yeah, it's the whole thing. And meat. You're missing out on and a I lot of... And I need food still. Like, I, I haven't really eaten today. Let's get, you want to get food after? Yeah, is there is there a decent place around here? No. That's the thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have had it. <laughs> I have absolutely had it with this with this with this fucking city. Look, the people are great. The food is is good for a cheat day. Yeah, but it's a cheat life. You're yeah, have, you you're can't. Meal on that <laughs> I mean, I seriously. I'm so sick of it. I'm like, oh man, you're gonna be sweating grease when you get back pretzels. on this plane. I'm so sick of fucking pretzels. Do you know how I just? <laughs> I'm so sick. No, I'll fuck a pretzel now instead of eating it. I've had enough. Man, I'm really ripping it up if, I, if you could hear me. <laughs> I mean, Toby is just crushing it. I've had enough fucking pretzels. I've had too many pretzels. What a, I, feel, I sound like such a little bitch right now. I'm so, so tired. Max has been, Max has been uh, hard to follow. He's been crushing it that hard, huh? Yeah. He typically, I, I feel like he does, man. There are lots of comics who, like, I've, I've been seeing some shows here, and some comics are crushing hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, yeah, you want to. Matty Ryan. Yeah, I mean, of course. Thursday, of course. Bang. I'm not, I, he was like, yeah, he's like, come Plugging fuck with us, and I was like, can't tonight. Who else did you see on, uh, you went to Laugh Factory on Wednesday, right? Or Tuesday. Tuesday. That's right. I saw Vincent Bridges. Vince Bryant. Vince Bryant, he came and did a guest spot. He's a funny dude. Yeah, fucking. He just got uh, new faces this year, I think. I know. I was up Montreal. there. I was up there. I met him up there, too. So did Maddie, didn't he? No. No, Maddie did not. Joe McMahon. Joe did. Okay. You met Joe, Joe up there? Joe makes me fucking laugh hard whenever I see him. I like Joe, Joe Kilgallen. Kilgallen. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. Don't play softball with him. He'll freak out. <laughs> I've heard about this. What, what's the goss? What's, hey, what's the worst goss in the comedy scene? Uh, uh, who's Courtney oh, Ker- 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 Kahushi? Oh, <laughs> Total cunt. <laughs> really? That was not a real person. Corey Carucci. Is it a guy? Corey Carucci? I thought you were making up a name. Yeah, it actually sounds made up. No, I think it's a... I heard, like, some Me Too stuff about, like, a, a lady. Oh, I mean, all that... That's... Okay, that's going on all the time. I just don't even want to dip my toe into that. Pool. I want to know what's going on in the scene. I haven't heard any. Yeah. I haven't heard any of the hot guys. I mean, everybody's just raped everybody. Apparently. Wow, that is a struggle. <laughs> the guy's like, I don't want to dip my toe in, so I guess we'll just dive right in. 
Yeah. Why don't you just go directly into that mouth? I bet you, you edit that out of your own goddamn podcast. Yeah, I'll leave it in. Yeah, don't edit shit. Yeah. I don't, edit any, I don't edit any of these episodes. Does ed- How many listeners do you have? I mean, like three or four dozen. <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> I don't care. I'm, my mom has more Instagram followers. <laughs> pretty, mu- pretty much. Your mother is, I have uh, more moms. <laughs> 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 such a weird weird um thing to be part of a comedy scene that's not new york or la because when i was in boston we were all wrapped up in like our own little dramas and we loved it so much and i do miss that i really do miss that yeah i miss that about you miss the drama of being in boston i miss small scenes where everybody knows each other and everyone's closely knit and it's very tight and i always see but that's not that's i don't know if that's chicago because i know toby but toby and i've never hung out like, yeah, but but also I don't. I mean, I hang out, but it's like I'm hanging out with while doing spots or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. sure, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I you miss see that. All about, the time. That's what I mean. That's great. Like, you guys are taking that for granted slightly. I'm not. I'm very aware of it. I thought about moving the other day, and I cried looking at my cat, bro. <laughs> thought about moving where? Uh, New York or LA? Think you're ready for it? No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Uh, I'm just. I fucking know I am, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm just enjoying this being this big fish, small. No, I'm not even. Dude, when I was, I lived in Jerusalem. I opened up a comedy club in Jerusalem when I was in when I was in yeshiva there with this dude. This dude, I'm sorry, this dude opened up a comedy club. I helped, I helped run it. Like I helped run it, helped open it up, and because there were only like five people, so for only five comics, you mean? There were only like five yeah. comics, and so for a second, it was like was it a big Hasid Hahas. <laughs> No, it was called <laughs> Off the Wall, which is a better joke. <laughs> oh, man. I really went through the Rolodex of every fucking Jewish, like... Uh, Thing you knew? It was a quick Rolodex, huh? It was short. It was very short. <laughs> Mine, I would do it as Yamaha's, but I don't know if that's... <laughs> yeah, that's Kosher comedy, both spelled with two Ks. <laughs> Um, it was it was fun because I was a, it was my first and only taste of being like a big fish in a small pond because like you walk into the comedy club and the sixty people who like comedy in town were like oh Alex hey and you're just like yeah this is nice it's the only <laughs> it's like I see why people go fucking mad with power because I was like yeah I know I run the open mic order on Monday nights you, know, like, <laughs> you want to get up on stage do five minutes you got to talk to me yeah, yeah. But, it's, but it's also a double edged sword where like. People. I had to I had to unfollow a bunch of like independent shows here because I'm like screaming at my phone while I'm taking shits like that fucking guy, which is insane. <laughs> what that he's opened up, he's starting his own show. No, 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 like no, I'm like so, like like you're being yeah, like like other people like who a, you, sh- a show I, I haven't done yet or can't get on. Yeah, less deserving people are ending up on it. Well, I feel like I c- well, yeah, all right, that's a strong way to put it. But like I, you you see somebody and you're like, I can't get on that show, but that motherfucker can get on yeah, that show. See, this is what I miss. I miss stressing about that, and I stress about that in new york and la everybody does even like you know nick kroll or like those guys you know they worry about i'm not saying nick kroll i mean every like, time oh, you no, get a no. spot you think nick kroll is yelling at his phone on the shitter no <laughs> but i do think you know like nick kroll will stop by and do spots so you're just like well what hope is there for the rest of us if nick and john mulaney and you know and, and gervais and those guys are all stopping in and do spots it's 
it's hard. But that's the reality that's, of the thing. That's part of the. That's part of the appeal. Is that? Oh like, yeah. It never goes away. But it's fantastic. And it's barely art. But and it's the best. But I'm saying it's that's why. That's art. why stand up in a city like Boston or Seattle or Chicago is great because those people aren't making money. Gervais or Kroll, they're you, but just a little bit better. So you've got to get there, and it's attainable. You can do it. Yeah. Yes, but also so I the, like that. The thing about a small scene like this is that if people who do get good move, so there is a limit on how good you can get, just purely based on who you're competing with. Because yep. after seven, someone's in it for seven, eight years, they move to New York. The the people who are the top of Chicago have been here at max doing comedy ten years. Yep. So you're not you're not competing or performing against Gervais with exactly who, who then you got to elevate your game to like follow that crazy. I topic. think you. I mean, you always have to elevate your game a little bit for you know just just to. I find that taking the next step in any tangible way is always required. Just a little bit of artistic elbow grease, and it's like really. Um. And I'm not, and I'm not that I've achieved anything or had like much, but I have noticed that every little tick up, like new faces or whatever, has come from just like getting a little bit better artistically. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I hope I, I hope I end up doing, uh, I hope I end up doing the same look back in a few years, and I'm like. Oh man, I was such a bad comedian, and now I'm much better. Like I, I hope I continue to get unshittier, and uh, and seeing a little bar to to like reach up for, like in a small scene or like a specific goal. That well, really what do you measure? Help. What do you measure yourself against? Is it just like your the, your previous material? Because I think like for me, I mean like when it's been like when I met you five years ago, I was like, fuck, Alex is is good. And uh, and your and your games have only gotten tighter, I think. So I'm just curious, like, what do you measure yourself against? Is it the Nick Krolls of the world, or is it you just looking at your I don't other measure shit? Measure myself against other guys because other guys are different. But sometimes I look at, at like, you know, Gary Goldman's one of my favorites, and he's super prolific and really funny. And Mulaney is his writing is so tight, and his premises. He's the best comic alive to me right now. John Mulaney, he's a genius, and he deserves every Emmy that's being given to him. And even like, you know, this is not a popular thing to love in the States, but Hannah Gadsby, I've seen four of Hannah's shows and they always get better and better. And this show, you know, I, there's a little bit of her great, you know, classic standup that you would know from, you know, uh, from her shows from 2015 and, uh, 20, uh, like her 2015 Melbourne show was one of the best solo shows I've ever seen. I liked it as much as I like Nanette. But it's cool to see her reach down and do something that's a bit more personal. And yeah, why do you think that one's so? I'm curious what you think too, Toby. Is why do you think that's so that polarizing? Yeah, because Pe- it's so. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you go ahead, Toby? I, don't um, know. I think that I think first of all, it's inarguably the biggest special of this year. Totally. Like, yeah. It's just, there, no one's talking about it there's, more than anything else. There's a reason for that, which is that people who don't watch stand up are feeling reached out to by the special because the art form of stand-up is so broad for a specific i know i think it's for a specific audience well, actually, that isn't, I, no, that's uh, i agree so um, i think the net in a way that you know like in a way that like eliza like a, schlesinger or yeah. dane cook or any of these yes. people who found a pocket of people who didn't watch comedy suddenly could get into it this is, this is why i think that there are people who are so outwardly uh talking shit about it is because 
she because she's she had that interview where she said you know if you're not doing comedy in this way you shouldn't be doing it i think that's what people took issue with because to me i don't give a shit it's not for me it's like if incubus released a new album i don't give a fuck if they sell out stadiums it's not for me i don't care you know what i mean and in, and there's no genres in comedy so no yeah. but you're a mu- you're not a musician if you're a musician you might and incubus was the hottest music movement on the planet you might think well, I wonder why Incubus is resonating with people in such a hard and fast way. Yes, but I think it's also true what you're saying is that that, that special appeals to a whole audience that, I, that I'm not for, and that's fine. Like, I like really gross, dirty, like, late-night type shit, and that, and that special isn't for me. That's, yeah, pe- and that's pe- totally fine. People who are I, huge Dice fans aren't really going to get into Nanette. You might. You never know. Yeah, people. there are definitely people that, that bridge that gap. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but for, but, but for the most part, like, I don't th- – I, I, I just appreciate that I'm not its core audience. Or, like, I'm not – I just don't I'm, connect. I'm its it. core audience. You are? I've seen it a few times. I didn't like it one of the times I saw it. I saw it live in London. And um, the show ran long. She was a bit slow. Tempo wise, and the audience wasn't great, and and I had gone into it thinking it was a different thing, and so I didn't love it then. And then I saw it again later that week, and I and I you saw, liked it. Well, I saw her doing it for the first night of the run, and I know that first nights of the run can be a bit tough, yeah, uh, downbeat. So I saw it, and I thought, oh fuck, this is great. And then I saw it um, on Netflix and really enjoyed it there, because that's the best audience for it. Actually, yeah. yeah. I I mean. Yeah, it's sadly for me, and I'm very alarmed. Not alarmed, but I think it's very weird for comedians to be like, it's taking our jobs, you know? Like, that's not really how it works. (laughs) But it was cool. Why do you say it's sadly for you, though? What do you mean by that? I No, I said it. Did I say it's sadly for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just, I would love to be in solidarity with, with, you know, other U.S. comics who are like, I don't. Fuck it, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's a great show. It's a very personal very interesting show with with enough jokes and introspection and it's unusual that's more than anything else Nanette is unusual and like Bo Burnham's unusual yeah Norm Macdonald's unusual John Mulaney's unusual you can be a straight white male and you can be Hannah Gadsby and still bring the same benefits to the table so I'm very much uh, Chris Titus did something similar to this kind of I like Chris list. Titus he's one lot. of my big influences when I started out was Chris he's Titus he's great is he still doing stand-up? He must be. He's got to be doing something. I haven't followed up on uh, him. Follow him on. He had a sitcom for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Titus. He got in a fist fight with a Fox executive, and that's how it got, got canceled. canceled. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> but I love him. I think he's very talented. But he was different when I was growing up, too. I thought, anyone who's different, I just want to see different shit. All my favorite comics are different in some ways. Like, even Neil Brennan, his stuff is very, like... yeah. Good writing. Yep. The writing sets it apart. Something in your aesthetic or your content needs it's to gotta be, be slightly different. You gotta have a hook, right? I don't know it's a hook. It just needs to be really Well, this is like okay, so like one of the things that I feel like got you know, was like your I mean, distinctive or hook or however you want to put it was uh talking about millennials and things like this. It feels like you're still you're like hitting that I talked about millennials in twenty fourteen when the word wasn't you know, a gross word yet. In England, when I did the show, they, my, the person who is in charge of the publicity was like, no one knows what the word means. You should call it something else. And I was like, no, we'll call it millennial, <laughs> and then I'll spend the hour doing stand-up about millennials and what the word means. So here's the thing. I'm still doing 
stuff about millennials, but I'm no longer just like, and millennials are on their phones. It's about like what all yeah. my friends are doing to try to transition into adulthood. Like, yep. like millennials are just a group of people that are my age. So I'm talking about what's going on with the group of people that are my age. I'm unabashed about my, you know, love of millennials and love of like the way millennials do things and the way millennials act and like, and and I feel special kinship for anyone who's around my age and struggling. Like it's hard. It's yeah. hard to be at this place in you know, do you see me do that joke about the houses? Yep. Like, how is any millennial ever gonna buy a house and like how are we not talking more about that? Like, <laughs> it's fu- it's fucking insane, actually. So struggling the show starting, so I have to go. But thank you for having me on, Brad. Oh uh, yeah, you're welcome. I'm gonna totally. go watch a show pretty soon also. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah we man. Can... We can just show we, this is all good. I just wanted to chat for a no, little totally. bit of shit, man. Anything? Let's not not like anything else, but like what what else? Is <laughs> what there? else? What the fuck else you want to hear, Brendan? Yeah, what else? What the fuck else do you want to hear? No, nah, man. I just what's uh, where where are you traveling next, dude? Where's the next? Like I know you're I going go to London, London, but then I'm in Acme in uh, Los uh, in in Minnesota. Yeah, and then that's a great club. Oh, I'm so excited for it. And I'm doing that club in uh I'm doing that club in um uh in uh, early January. Really? Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm very excited. I've never been, but people have said great things about it, so it should be fun. Yeah, well, well uh, I'll ch- I'll f- try to check out what date you're going. I'll reach out to a bunch of people I know out there. Oh, please, please do. It's I'm going October ninth. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, October ninth through October 9th, 10, 11, 12, 13, Got it. You're flying back from London for that, then. Basically. Yeah, I'm flying back to London for Comedy Central Festival in Southampton and Roast Battle. Hell yeah, dude. It's I'm going to be in Paris during that period of time when you're in Minnesota. I'll have to oh, shit. Reach are, out, you yeah. gonna, are you doing shows with Seb again? Doing doing shows with Seb, doing shows with Hugo Gerding, who uh, I, he did the, I he's running the show that I created there five years ago. Have you met Gad Amala? Has Gad done your show? No, Gad Amala has not. Uh, he's done that show before, but not for, I'm not affiliated with it anymore. He's very talented. I'm going with uh, Tom and opening for Tom Rhodes? Rhodes over there. Yeah, great comic. I fucking love that guy. He's like my comedy mentor. One of the best on the planet. Well, man. All right, I I'll let you go. Uh, uh, out of Sorry here. to we'll be a little slow paced. We're fine, man. It's all good. We had to, it's fast and loose. It's it's all kinds of stuff, but it's slow and loose for me. Sadly. Yeah, it's slow and loose. Well, um, you're like you got a you're, you're it's full on, man. You got the in between shows. You got the fucking uh, jet lag and all that shit, but. Uh, I'm still jet lagged, and honestly, doing three shows in a night still gets to me. It's just a lot. It's fucking a ton. I'm enjoying it, but it is no small thing. To but be dude, uh, you know, hey, just it's awesome to see you back here, man. I don't know when the next time I'm going to see you is, but you were inspiring five years ago when I met you, and you, you're you're kicking I'll ass now, you dude. I have a feeling it won't be five years between. Yeah, us we'll have to do some uh, get annoying. together and smoke, smoke, smoke some crack, man. Smoke some crack, absolutely. <laughs> do you have any? Let's take a break to smoke some crack. Um, there's just cr- some crack shit on the fucking TV behind you. That's why I said that. that. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, Murder it's the news. Investigation. I don't Man. know. But this is such a, it's such a weird time because I'm not one of these guys, but I think people are very down. I think. Oh yeah, I big think time. The world right now. It's been a tough week for women. Yeah. That's a lot of the population. Oh, we're getting into like this half. right at the end of this podcast. <laughs> I feel I I Venmoed some women in my life ten bucks. Just this Yesterday. week, just because you were just like, "Fuck, it's hard." I went go get some coffee, chill out, smile. No, I was kidding. I was just like, <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah. Whenever anyone asks a woman to smile, I should be like, "Make me smile, motherfucker. Say something funny." 
Oh jo- boy, throw yeah, a ha ha! Every what are you? Every girl I talk to in college. You're well, a comedian. Say something funny. No, but if you say tell a woman to smile, she should demand you make her smile. Yeah, I mean, I grew. I, 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 I guess I just I did, I've never felt the compunction to tell a woman that ever in my life. So it's it's hard yeah, for me to tell someone to smile. It's hard for me to understand. Even I don't smile. Why these guys? Why anybody would think that that's an, an interesting thing to say to anyone? But I've never like I've never looked at someone's face and gone, I wish they were smiling. Yeah. What do you say? <laughs> I'm just a like, smile officer. <laughs> I don't smile at any. I like I don't smile when I'm happy. You gotta. It's like a touchdown. You gotta act like you've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smiling right now. Toby, how was it? Oh, this oh, video this video is too much. Yeah. Length. Zany's is showing. I mentioned it. Did you see me mention it at the end of the? Uh, I, 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 oh yeah. I got here right as last week. Oh, it's amazing, man. You're gonna play that video again to uh, get you out of here. Yeah, unbelievable. Okay, that's it. It's Madness Continues Podcast. Uh, um, can how people much time follow do we you, do that for? Do you want to do, do – let's see if we can pick it up again at the end real real, uh, real quick. But if not, how about we outro? Well, you can edit the <laughs> – or you won't edit it, but you'll just – Yeah, I'll just throw it in there. The Whatever, man. You can follow me on at Alex Edelman. Um, however many moms are listening to this, you can, uh, you can follow me on <laughs> at Alex Edelman. Instagram story again. Uh, yeah. And my, my Instagram story is at the Alex Edelman, which I hate more than life <laughs> itself. The girl who owns at Alex Edelman lives in Las Vegas where she teaches choir. And she sends me very, very nice but passive-aggressive messages about the messages and tags that she's gotten that are meant for me. <laughs> and she wants me to buy her Instagram handle from her. And that I, I haven't asked because I won't do it. You should Venmo her $10. Here's why. It doesn't bother me, and I don't care. And I don't know if I can change it because I'm verified, and I don't want to go through the headache of of doing that. And I just feel like it doesn't – she was like, you should just buy it from me. She sent me that message a few times, and after a while I was like, no, I don't want it. I don't want the handle. But maybe I will. I, I should I should buy it from you. Are truly, uh, this, uh, you're truly one of the most unique people I've ever met, man. Why? I just – just the – I, this is so interesting to me that you're like, no, it doesn't bother me at all. So I don't care. So tag this woman. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It bothers. Yo, you love this story. Can I tell That's you the why. Truth? <laughs> Can I tell you the honest truth? I love that there's a person out there who I've never met and have nothing to do with, and they get annoyed that I exist. <laughs> right. I think that's very funny. I think that's an excellent joke. It's great, and I think that I think that the fact that they don't find it funny is f- even funnier to me <laughs> and the fact that they want me to do something about it when it's not my fault I just hope is this woman, really I just hope this woman just wakes up in the middle of the night like so, the fuck so I, these messages. and here's the thing I like her she seems very nice she seems like <laughs> she's just choir she's just choir she's wonderful she has a great boyfriend she's very pretty <laughs> At oh my god, <laughs> this lady and she wants me to buy it, and I'm like, I'm not paying money for my own name. I won't do it. If you you should have thought about it before you were born. If you were if you were going to uh, if you're gonna be confused. Jewish comedy club. He brew ha ha. It was right there. I can't believe I didn't. <laughs> oh my god, ha-ha. that's a great one. <laughs> he brew ha ha. Oh my god, the final you word on this. It. You googled it. best names Jewish comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> I stole it from a fucking meme. Yeah, Hebrew, haha. 
Oh, Jesus. Chew Don't. yourself silly. Oh, no. Have I Got Juice for You is a good name for a show. <laughs> <laughs> Have I Got Juice for You. It's so good. You know, Gary Goldman and I are going to open an easels-based comedy club just for easel comedy. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna call it we're gonna call it Oodles of Easels. And um we'll we'll have Urban Nights Easels but with a Z at the end. Um uh, we'll, or chocolate easels, whichever is the uh whichever is the preferred nomenclature for for bad uh comedy urban comedy shows that they usually have. Does Dimitri Martin headline every weekend? Um yes he does. <laughs> we're not kidding. That's what happens. There's there's also alt easels, which is just like you know, it's it's Adam Conover type, uh, type easel comedy. Yeah, it's easel based comedy, but it's I would love to do some more easel based comedy. All right, fine. I'm I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch uh, the, <laughs> All right. the show. Thanks, buddy. Take it easy, guys. Thanks, pal.